It's two minutes past 12. I'm Pumima Shekho and you're on Womanla. Thank you to Jade and the rookies and the rock stars. I'm so glad they finished on time today. Hardly ever happens. That's why we only have three minutes in and we're on air. But I'm very excited. Today is the... <laughs> And now she's looking at me uh, threatening violence in the 16 days of activism against women and child abuse. There she is threatening violence at me on the other side of the window. Jade, I'll have you know that in the studio with me, I've got a former uh, SAPS captain. This is Captain TS sitting across from me. And we're notes. Your mic is off. <gasps> is it on, Dunks? <laughs> Excuse me. Don't you be hating today. <laughs> I'm really a gentle and passive human being and I'm, I would never hurt anybody. I'm not hating Jade. Okay. She's 30 years old today. Happy birthday, Jade. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, Pooms. Love you also. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening to the show, today is the 10th day of what should be an all-year campaign. It's only 16 days, but hopefully with time, it's going to become an all-year campaign. It's the 16 days of activism against women and child abuse. And we're talking about combating women abuse. We're talking about experiences of women abuse. You can call us straight into the studio on 0861-555-189. And you know, you can hit us up on every social network at cliffcentral.com or official account on WeChat. Cliff Central, Facebook, Instagram, and you can also hit me straight up on my Instagram, Pumimashiko1. Talk to me. Tell me about your experiences. The reason I've got the captain with me today is I had an experience with the captain. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of months ago. Captain T.S., thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. I called him very late last night, and the reason I called him is because he always answers my call. (laughs) Even though he has now gone into a private security business, he has a wealth of knowledge, and we're giving you crib notes on what, how, and and what you should be taking along with you when you are reporting crimes uh, against women, against women abuse. Captain T.S., thank you for being here. So first things first, most people are afraid to go and report crimes of any nature because they don't know. They are intimidated by the police station. So if I have if I have a crime, any crime, whether it's an abuse or domestic abuse or a suspected child abuse, what are the things that I need to take with me to the station if I'm going to report this crime? Bearing in mind that what we want is we want successful conviction. What do I take with me? Uh, indeed, Pumi, I don't think you... You have to take anything with you to the police. You just have to take you and what happened. Just have to take you and you what happened. Just take yourself and what happened to the police. The first thing when you reach at the police station, we call it now a client service center. We used to call it the charge office in those days. Now we call it a client service center whereby you don't have to have any fear. You have to be free when you talk to those people. There are some cases whereby you need to be interviewed in a private places. But you can find the police that that, they do, that doesn't care on the situation where you are coming from. They just interview in a public where you cannot express yourself or you cannot say exactly what happened. Mm. And those things are the things that are, are destroying our community to report the crime that was committed against them. Mm. So there's, there's places, uh, you know, so is... So Porsche's on the line. That they, please, can I ask you to hold? This is a very uh-huh. important call. Last week, Wednesday, we had a chat with Porsche Mudise. She came to talk to us, the Banyana Banyana captain. Okay. And Porsche, hello. hello. Good day. Porsche, I am so excited that you won. I'm excited too. And the reason I'm calling you is not just to say congratulations. I'm calling you because we asked you what you were going to do with the money and you laughed. You said you were going to think about it on Sunday. And now I'm phoning you and you're already at the mall. Uh, You see, the problem is I'm driving and I'm struggling to hear you. Yeah. But I still don't know what I'm going to do with it. Marabosha, uso se mamolin. Uso se Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know why? You know, you know why I still don't know what to do with it. Because mm. I, I didn't got time to think about what I'm gonna do. Because I've been busy since from Sunday. I'm interview. I'm gonna tell this cut time with his cabang in Kalipanti. 
We just wanted to say congratulations from Umanda. We're very excited for you. So we'll be waiting for that call. Master so kabangile. Mguti iapile million. Yeah. Sharp. Thanks, Posha. Sharp. Bye. Sharp. She's already at the mall. She's already at the mall. This is Posha Budise Banyana Banyana, captain and scorer of more than 100 goals for her country. And she is newly crowned 2014 Sports Personality of the Year. You heard her here first. If you haven't heard it, check it out on the podcast. She spoke to us about everything. We had so much fun with her. But today... We're talking about the 16 days of activism against women and child abuse. And we've got former police captain, uh, Captain TS, in the studio with us. And he's talking to us about how you report a crime. And we're giving you crib notes because we want to make sure that if ever you are in the unfortunate event of having to report the crime, you're reporting it correctly so that we can get successful convictions. Um, When I was researching that day for the show, I found that there's so many cases that get thrown out. Simply because there's not enough evidence or because the way that it was reported at the first place, it wasn't done correctly. So there's information missing. If I get to the station, you were talking about some, you can get a private room where you can get interviewed. Can I ask for this? Can I come in and be at the client center and say to the person taking my statement, can I have a private room? Can I ask for this? You can. But I don't think it's necessary for you to ask for a private room. The person that is well trained as a police officer, they've been trained that they can see, they can view the situation. When you come in, they can view what you went through. They can, they, they can assume what you went through. But then later on, after explaining, they will get the right story. Mm. When you get to the police station, as I said, you go to the CSC, which, which is client service center. What you do, Whoever that's calling you, calling you that you are the next person, go to that person. And if ever you feel that what you are going to explain or what happened, the crime that was committed against you is not to be explained in the platform where everybody can hear. You can tell that person that I need a private room where I can explain. And definitely that person with an immediate effect will take you to the private, uh, to the private room. And if you need a privacy, that simply means that you need to get a lady that can help you in a privacy so that you can be free because you cannot be free if ever the captain is a man here is looking at you <laughs> around before even you explain what went what you went through you won't be free you will think back of what happened mm-hmm. back and you think that this could be the same in the private office mm-hmm. so it's very important that when you are reporting crime that was committed against the uh, the, the, the women and children have a private room whereby you are going to get a person, a professional person, going to ask you everything accordingly, and you explain freely and voluntarily what happened exactly. If that did not happen, that is the first step of destroying the evidence, and that will lead to the thrown out of the case at the court. Because from the beginning, the step one was not taken right. You need to be interviewed, taken, your statement must be taken correctly and professionally, on a friendly basis, and the matter must be investigated by someone else. Then that is the other problem again. So it's not the person taking your statement that's going to investigate the matter. Somebody it's, else. It's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the police, there's a lot of divisions. Uh, 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 let me say subdivisions or sub-office. When you go to the CSC client service center, that's where you're going to report. Your, uh, the, the, that is the first crime information. From there, your matter will be re- will be referred to the effective detective. We call it crime office. At the crime office, that's where you're going to get the detective that's going to take you out to the scene, to the crime scene. You're going to point out and show them exactly what happened. I was coming from this direction. This person was coming from this direction or what happened exactly. And after that, if ever they have to refer you to the professionals, they will refer you. After all the statement that you're given, the case will be transferred to another person that is going to investigate your case. Mm. 
even on your cell phone these days at least is technology once your case is registered to my name as captain ts it will click on your phone that the investigating officer of your case is captain ts this his number is this and this and this one then you're gonna we're gonna communicate from there the person that is going to investigate your case is going to investigate the case until he take that case to the prosecution where they are going to make a decision whether there is a crime that was committed that they can prosecute someone if there is no enough evidence they will still give some some notes or some 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 referral that go and do one two three so that we can have a case mm. from there the matter is up to the court now once the matter is investigated and all the evidence all the statement are taken and the prosecution department or the 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 the, 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 the npa are satisfied with the evidence that has been collected by the investigating officer then that matter now is out of the investigating officer the only thing that is left for the investigating officer is to subpoena all the relevant witnesses to court now to testify mm. Mm. speaking of evidence yes. i think this is one of the things every time you have any kind of conversation against, in particular with women and children, the evidence is so hard to come by. Unless there was a witness there, there's what kind of evidence is uh, usable evidence, can I say? Let me use the example of a rape case. Most of the time in a rape case, there are no witnesses that saw you because the person that is raping a woman will make sure that is raping that woman in a hidden place in a dark place where no one can see it can be possible that no one see but it can also be possible that somebody saw you being dra dragged okay. to a place mm. so in this case the evidence that we are going to find without any witness here is the is the is the, is, is the is the spams that can be drawn out of that woman and the blood will show the the, the blood sample will show that you have been raped because this is what is in you which was not supposed to be from you mm, mm. and then then is the duty for the investigating officer to trace and follow up who is this there are some 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 laboratories where they are going to take all this evidence to show everything that how can we find this suspect if ever you happen to 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 know the suspect is going to be easy because now it's going to be a comparison of the, the his blood and your blood that definitely this person did rape this person. Mm -hmm. That's an evidence without any witness. Mm -hmm. It can help. And in the in the event of it's easy with the rape case if you have semen samples, but if it is a, a domestic abuse case, this guy has beat me up. Yeah. What kind of evidence does a person bring? In that case, let's say it's a man that is beating up a, a, a woman. It's, it's, it's very unusual that you find that this person is beating this woman once. They will beat this woman today and start continuing, 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 continuing and get used to it. And while you are screaming, there are some neighbors that are listening. There are some children in the house maybe that are listening. There are some, 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 some bruises that are going to be seen on you. You don't need to have a, 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 an extra witness to say, I've been beaten up by this man. The police have seen, during their observation, have seen the bruises, have seen the, the open wounds. So how important is it that you report a crime quickly? It's very important. Because that avoid the evidence being distracted. It's very important that if ever the, case, the, 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 the crime has been committed now, make sure that you report that crime now so that it can be followed up. So that at the crime scene, it can be reconstructed. Because also it's an evidence where things happen. The police must go and construct the scene, crime scene, by your explanation that it happened this way, it happened this way, it happened this way, it happened this way. This is a, that's a fiscal evidence that can be take that can be taken to court, and it can also help help during the uh, the, the, the prosecution process. So, if I'm a person <laughs> that's that's been in a, in a in a situation where there was some kind of violence against me and I go to the police station and I ask for a private room at the client service center and they take my statement and everything is fine. How soon thereafter will they come to, to do the reconstruction of the evidence at this crime scene? Immediately 
the police must go with you to the crime scene before you go home. Okay, so immediately as you make your statement, somebody must be available to come with you. Somebody must be available. Mm-hmm. And that's the people that I said, that we call them uh, 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 crime office, effective detectives. Those are not the people that are going to investigate your case. Those are people that are going to do initial investigation, immediate investigation of what happened. And then they transfer the matter to the other person that is going to do now the the, the follow-ups. Mm. And unfortunately, we have, a, we have a reputation in this country. I think the, the police have a reputation that they are very slow to react, that they're very full, they may be very busy. I get to the charge office, it's very busy, or there's nobody available, or there are no cars available. What, what else can I do to help my case lead to a successful conviction? Pumi, I'm coming from that situation. Uh, I've been commanding in the police for some time i've dealt with those situations whereby the police are so negligent that they don't take people seriously i think this is one of the this is one of the reasons that make me to quit that i can't work with the people that doesn't do their work effectively mm. it's better i quit if ever i can't defeat them then i must join them so if ever i don't want to join them then i must part ways with them it's very important that if you go there you need to get a quick response. You cannot find the police officers going up and down, picking up the phone, doing this and this. Others are busy writing things that are not even said. There's people, queue, queue of people that are waiting to get help. That is completely wrong. And if ever you come across that situation that people are not giving you an, an immediate help and you see that this is an, it need an, an immediate response. The suspect could be running away. The evidence can be distracted. Then immediately, if ever you see that you don't, you're not getting the help. There are some commanders. There are some section commanders. At the, at the CSC, you'll find some people that are wearing some stripes that are officers that you can report to them. And if ever you find that also you're not getting help, you ask for the detective commander or the station commander because those are the people. Detective commander is the person that is in charge of all the detectives at that station. Station commander is the person that is in charge of the whole station. Every police officer that is in that station, whether it's a clerk, whether it's a cleaner, they are under the authority of that person. You report those people that things are not happening. Things are not happening. Mm. Then they will take steps because they know this, the consequences of not reacting immediately. They can also be removed from their station. They can also be dismissed. They know they are not following the protocol. And following protocol so so the protocol just so i understand you and and the, the listeners um so the protocol is if i'm not getting what i need to be getting from the the service center i can ask for a station commander or i can ask for a detective commander and yes. i can escalate it like that yes and and then i've reported my crime my case i've gone home i don't hear anything one week two weeks how long must i how long must i wait before i get response from the station as to what is happening with my case anyway miss Pume, you don't have to wait for respond they have to keep on respond they have to keep on informing you of everything that is happening with your case every success ever built up of the case they need to inform you on daily basis the police have got phones around their offices Fortunate now, even in counting the way I worked, all the detectives has got phones, cell phones, where they can even even if they're, they're driving, they're able to talk to you. <laughs> hands free, hands free, kid, ne? Yes, not just talking on the phone. No, okay, no. good. Yes, <laughs> they can be able to talk to you to give you the feedback. Uh, Miss Pumi, your case is so far. I'm doing this and this and this. I need this and this. I need this and this. Maybe they need a J88 that you took it to the doctor to say, I need this J88 so that our case is final, so that I can take it to the prosecution too charge or to decide okay so we're talking about uh, combating violence against women and children we've got captain ts in the studio we're talking uh, we're giving you crib notes we're giving you crib notes on how to successfully report a crime and hopefully get it to prosecution let's take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk about some of the more hideous things that you've seen captain Back on air, it's Pumi Mashekho, it's 25 minutes past 12, and it's Womandla. We're talking to Captain T.S., a former police captain, and he's currently in private security. And uh, T.S., yes, we hear lots of horror stories. Ne? Mm. And, and 
for me, I think one of the things about the horror stories that we hear is we're always hearing stories that don't get carried out to justice. And some of the reasons for that is people don't report the case properly or people get scared. So I'm a woman, I've been abused. And I know my abuser and I may report the crime, but then I get scared because I don't really trust the police. What can we do as as the community to help rebuild the trust for the police? Because I think all the time, we never hear about the community and how we can rebuild that trust. Okay, Mbome. There is this thing called CPF, mm. Community Police Forum. I think it's very important that the community attend to those meetings. The, 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 the community are being taught how to work with the police, how to deal with the, the, the situation, every kind of situation. How can they report the case without fear? How, how, how safe are they to report the crime? How are they protected after reporting the crime? Mm. They also get that information. It's very important. Even to get the pamphlets from different, from, from different organizations like POWA, this, this kind of uh, organization. It helps them to read and know that what is the procedure? People are not reporting cases because of fear. That one I know. People, they don't have to have any fear. Because there is law, there is a constitution that binds everyone in South Africa, including the president of the country. So if people can know that, that everybody is protected by the constitution of this country, I think that that, that, that will work for them and I think that will... That will that will make them to survive. So it's an important thing for the community to play a role in also policing around the community, being part of the CPF, just being vigilant as well. Def- definitely, yes. Because police cannot deal with the crime without the community. Information is with the community. Mm. Police are coming to help the community to deal with this crime so that the victims can live safe. But if ever the police want to do their, their things on their own, they will be unsuccessful. So all the years that you've been in the police force, what, what is uh, a standout case where the police and the community were able to work well together to, to lead to a successful conviction? I've got so many examples. I just don't know if ever I have to give examples of cases that I did or that we did as a group, whatever. But uh, let me just give you the, uh, the, 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 this case that was so successful because of the community getting involved. The case of Lagidube. We dealt with that case and those people are er- get, getting rotten in jail. Mm, mm, mm. Everybody was coming in. That You know, people were not having... Some people had fear to give the statement, to give the evidence of what they see, what they've seen. But due to the communication that was there between the investigators, the police and the community, it helps to a successful prosecution. So that's Lucky Dube and Lucky Dube is famous. I think one of the things a lot of the time is we think famous people, if something happens to them, then the police react quickly because the newspapers, everybody's talking about it. And and our guest um, coming on just now, Tsulu is here. She was a little bit lost, but she's here now. She's going to come on in about 10 minutes time. Okay. Uh, we're talking about... How how can you know if if I'm just a person in the community? Kimamezi the show today. I, I am just I'm Pume Mashoko, and that's I just live in this community, and there's nobody who knows further than that my next door neighbors. Will I get the same kind of swift reaction from the police? Yes, of course. Pume, it is true that in South Africa, people who are famous, they're getting preference. Their cases are being treated differently but that's not what the law of south africa says these are the people this is the mindset of the people that only the people that are on the profile high profile these are the people that even the police most of the police they want to deal with the case of a famous person so that they can be known (laughs) that i've done this the police also want to be famous everybody want to be famous everybody want to be famous Uh, but there are some people that are very silent, but they can do the work. I can tell you, I've investigated so many cases. There are people that have thrown to jail 
And when they come back after 12, 15 years, they talk to me. I don't remember. I said, you remember when you were doing my case, that case of rape? That Because those are the cases whereby somebody must be thrown away for more than 15 years. I agree. But now let's talk about safety from from your experience having been in the police. Mm. Some of, Sometimes I look at the cases and I think Maranati as the people, as, as women, mm. we should be vigilant. We should be, we should be aware and we should be, of course, we should be allowed to go wherever we want to go and we should be free when we are in those places. But there are safety tips yes. that we should follow. From you, Captain TS, what should, what are the things, the top five things that every woman and child should know to keep themselves safe and out of harm or should do? Okay. The first thing I will say, women and children, they must stay away from abusive relationship. If they are being abused, they need to report the matter to the police. And they will also be referred to the family court, whereby they are going to be given a restriction, a restraining orders that this person that is abusing them must not do this one, two, three until the time that was set by family court that you are both coming so that we can talk about this. If definitely you can be issued by protection order. And most of the cases are successful. If you can be issued by the protection order, that simply means that that man is ordered not to do this. And that does not only imply to men, vice versa to women. There are women that are abusing men, but people are not talking about that. So you can go to family court and get protection order. Do I need to have a case to get a protection order? You don't need to have a case reported. Mm -hmm. You can go and start there. At the family court? At the family court. In Johannesburg, that I know is at 15 Market Street Mm -hmm. in Johannesburg next to John Foster. The old old John Foster. John Foster, because when you say John Foster, people, they know. (laughs) Johannesburg Central. When you go there, you will get your protection order. You come to the police. You bring that to the police because you cannot go and serve it to that person that is violent to you. You bring it to the police of the nearest where this the the accused or the person that is uh, troubling you stays. They will go and give him to sign and they take the service of return, give it to you or they take it to back to court. The date that will be set that both of you must come there, that's where by the magistrate. You see, you don't need the police to be involved. The police get involved only by saving the, the order. protection order. Yes. And I think that is very important that the, the people that cannot fight for themselves, the people that cannot do, that cannot protect themselves, the protection order can protect them. Men and women, mm. children and whoever. Mm. It's very important. The other tips of safety is people they mustn't walk around during the night in the dark. It's very dangerous. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. (laughs) Not only in the light of God. Walk in the light. It's very dangerous. (laughs) If you are driving as a woman and you find somebody on the freeway asking for a lift, please, 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 even going down by the knees, I will advise not to stop because you don't know that person is a stranger. You don't know what is the what are the intentions of this. Most of the people are being kidnapped, are being hijacked because of that sympathy. Mm-hmm. They sympathize with somebody in the street or oh, this person's shame, whatever. It's dangerous. What makes that person to come there? Then that's why now the SAPS in Houting, they, they deployed the, 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 the highway patrol on the highways. That is their duties to see people that are in trouble. So never wait or never stopped for a stranger and give a lift. So that advice that we were always given as kids, don't talk to strangers. Even as an adult, don't talk to strangers. It works. Hmm. Because if ever get used to the strangers, you will be gone. You will lose your child. Hmm. The strangers are very sweet. They know the, 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 the tactics of... Of taking getting you into out you. of you, you yourself. Yeah. So it's very important. Mm. So don't talk to strangers. Don't don't, don't find dark. yourself in the dark. Yes. And and if you feel if you feel that you need the protection, you can't fight for yourself. Get a protection, get a protection order. order first. And that protection order it's a rule. It's, mm. it's in the constitution. If somebody now breaches those rules that were set in the in that thing, then it's the duty of the police to go and because there will be a warrant of arrest. Once there is a, a, a Protection, protection order. There will be a warrant of arrest against that person. That if ever he does this, then just go to the police. The police they don't need to go and open a to, to go and ask for another uh, warrant of arrest. They just go and take him, close, 
locked him in. Take your statement as to what happened. They attach that provision order. Take the court. Already, there should be a sentence there. Mm-hmm. Because he's, 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 he's breaking the rules that were set in court. He, he was told by the magistrate directly. That's the simplest way I think that the government have done so far. That is, so don't talk to strangers. Walk in the light and definitely, definitely stay, uh, stay, get a protection order if you feel that you need somebody to fight for you, but stay away from abusive relationships. That's your top. Those are your top ones that will keep a woman safe. We're talking, we're combating abuse. We're talking about the 16 days of activism against women and child abuse. Captain TS has been in the studio with us and so finally is here. She was a little bit lost, but she's so cute. I can't be angry at her. (laughs) (laughs) She's so cute. I don't know how to be angry at her. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I hope you're not feeling. I hope you're not feeling all frazzled. <laughs> but but the captain's given us some really good tips. He's been giving us tips on uh, how to stay safe yeah. as women and also how to successfully uh, report a crime. How to successfully report a crime and how to behave when you are in a situation, in a mm. bad situation. We're gonna take a break. We're going to give Tulu a moment to, we're going to listen to a song, give Tulu a moment to compose herself. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Tulu about some of her experience. Don't go away. (laughs) Tulu, thanks for joining us. That is Duncan in Overdrive. Um, That's what happens when you let him pick the songs. That's Overdrive. Is it Gecko? Very massively hot song. It is December and it's all fun, fun, fun. But this is also the time of year that a lot of women and children find themselves in very precarious situations. This is also the time of year that amidst all the joy and celebration, there's also lots of alcohol. There's also lots of abuse that happens around this time of the year, the not-so-happy side of Christmas and the summer holidays. And we've been talking to Captain T.S. We're giving you crib notes, how to report the crime, how to perfectly report a crime, and what you should be expecting from the SAPS if you ever find yourself in that unfortunate situation. So, Lu, thanks for coming to talk to us. Thank you so much for inviting me. And a little bit earlier before you came in, we were just talking uh, with the captain about how celebrity crimes mm. get very quickly reacted to. But I think that um, you have a story to share with us because one of the other sides of celebrity crime is <laughs> that it actually just becomes gossip. And that's what happened to you. Yeah. Do you just want to tell us a little bit about your story? Um, I dated this guy, he was cute, he was nice, and then like, you know, the, 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 the craziest thing about abuse is that you never see it coming. You never even think it's going to happen to you, you know? And my mom always told me, Uguti, umuntu agalala vuge, and then start hitting you. The captain was just talking about one yeah. of the ways to combat abuse is for women and children to stay away from abusive relationships. But the thing is, umuntu uzoti, see what you made me do? That time he's strangling you and you fight to passing out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I care about you. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So you when know? your story broke... Um, <laughs> How? Why, Manji? Uh, it was. It was like breaking news. It was really? in the papers. <laughs> We're like, how? This cute girl. She's Mzansi insider. Yeah. How does she end up with this guy with Hamnam? You know? <laughs> like I said, like you don't even see it. You don't even see it coming. I think most of the time the problem is that we don't really know how to love ourselves properly. And wholeheartedly and unconditionally. So you focus all your energy and your time and your passion and your patience on somebody else. So, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. For those people that are unlike me that don't read the Sunday World yeah. and get into that gossip. <laughs> For all the listeners out there on cliffcentral.com who may not have seen the story, all they know is Tulu Maseko. She's that cute girl that was on Intersections. She's on Mzanzi Insider. She's got it all together. What, what happened? What happened there? So over the, the, the hype, over yeah. the news and the hype, just yeah. tell me what happened there. 
So dude. you were dating this guy? I was dating this guy. How long all, were you dating this guy? It was all guy? good. Um, almost two years. So two years. So it was, I would say, probably a year of emotional abuse more than anything. Because I found myself in a place where I would have to choose between my work and the guy. You know, it was perfect for a year. It was perfect. I'll tell my friends, and it's ah, I'm gonna marry him. You know, but things started changing. The jealousy, the insecurities, the threats. Um, yeah, and, and every time, and still, you you didn't see it. It wasn't warning bells for you. No, because it didn't happen every day. It didn't happen every month. It was like after maybe one, two, three months. Next thing, Uzoza, he would know where I am. With who, what I'm saying, who I'm hugging, who I'm talking to, what conversations I'm having with people that I'm with wherever I am. And I just never, I could never get it. Like, how does he know? How does he know? Because he's not there physically in a self. So sometimes if I go out, I would have to like stay away from people. I would be with a friend of mine at some point that he said that me and her are having a relationship. You know, it got to a point where he didn't want me to be with anybody but him. So trying to isolate you exactly. from people. But, so I was just like, nah, bruh. You mm-hmm. know, I will continue seeing my friends, but it will be a problem. Sometimes I wouldn't even go out because I know when I come back, we, we, he never hit me when we were together. So, okay, so it became physical when what happened? After we broke up. Because we broke up. Two months ago, yeah, three three months ago, and obviously, you know, women emotional. You want to get over it, and you know, so I went to his place to go get my things, like my laptop, my car keys, my brooms, and most of my stuff was at his place. So I went because my mom called me and said she's coming to get my stuff. So cause were I you alone? Yeah, I when was you alone. went to go get your stuff, yes, you were alone. I was alone because it wa- we didn't fight when we broke up. We didn't fight. It was like, yeah, sure, yeah, it's peace, but it's been great. So what I happened? And then I knocked on his door. He opened the door. Guys, like I'm Nandi. Um, hi, Unjani, Nkona. And he said, how may I help you? And I said, I'm just here to get my things. And he said to me, Why? I'm like, how? My mom is coming to fetch my things today, so Nyasdinga today. And he was like to me, well, I didn't come to your, fe- to your place to fetch my stuff. I was like, so I have to wait for you to get your stuff. You see, that's the type of relationship it was where he asked, jump. He says, jump, and I ask, how high? So I was like, gone are those days where. I have to wait for you to say something or do something or ask for your permission for me to do anything. So right now, I'm just here to get what's mine and be out. That's it. And he said, no, my stuff, none of my stuff is in his room. And I was like, but I know my stuff is in your room. That's why I left it. He's like, no, it's in his parents' room. I was like, okay, cool. Wake him up. I'll wait outside. And that's when he started pushing me because there's a balcony. So he pushed me and I held on to his top and then it tore. And I was like, you know, you've already started hitting me. So I will leave here with my stuff. And then I went into the house. I took my stuff and he picked me up from his room. He picked me up and threw me on the dining room floor. There's another girl there. There's a child, like a baby. I think the baby is like three or four. So in my mind, the whole time I'm thinking the child because I've been in a situation like that where my dad was very abusive and it happened in front of us. So I didn't understand why it was happening and why he was doing it because he knows, you know, and he didn't stop there. Like he kept on, he pushed me to the floor. I stood up. I I was even surprised at myself because I wasn't even crying. And then what did you do? And I stood up and the friend asked me to sit on the couch. He'll get my stuff. I sat on the couch. He was getting my stuff and he came back to me, pushed me on the kitchen floor and dragged me outside. So when he was dragging me outside, now I was on the floor outside. There's people watching and everything. And then he closed the door and then I walked back to my other friend's place and I was like, Ducky's hitting me. And at that point, he was throwing my stuff out of the door. So I went back and I just I was just picking my things up and they opened the door and his friend Bino was asking me what else is in here. So I was telling him I'm in the kitchen. So now. no one did anything. 
that's where Bino was there trying and to no stop him, trying to stop him, but he didn't stop. Like that's what I don't understand. Even when they were trying to stop him, he wasn't stopping. He kept on coming for me. I just want to ask the captain. So, captain, if I'm a person and I see this happening, I'm a neighbor and I see a person in in that kind of distress. What can I do at that moment when when this is happening? Well, I mean, definitely, if a crime is <coughs> sorry, if ever a crime has been committed in your presence and you are not getting involved, you are also committing a crime. But this is a little knowledge to people, to the community. They don't know that if someone is committing crime in your in your presence and you are not doing anything, you are also committing a crime. You're complicit. You're yeah. part of it. Yes. But what if, like, I mean, that, one of the things that happens is then you you think if I step in and I stop this guy, what if he's got a gun or a knife? And what do you, what do you you know? It's all it's it's always a case. When you stop the fight, you don't know what is going to happen. But as a person, you need to help someone else because you also need to be helped. Mm. So we 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 could be part of the solution. In, in trying to, to, to combat. And then when you, did you ask any of the people that were watching, did you go and, you went and reported this, right? Yeah, I went. He told me, he said to me, I'm not scared of the police. Go get them. If you want the rest of your stuff, go get the police. And as he was hitting me, he was saying stuff to me like, I don't care who you are. Things like, this dude means nothing to me. That time I'm on the floor, and like it's an uncomfortable position to be in because at some point when he was busy dragging me and pushing me and picking me up, my top came off. So there were people watching me. I'm topless. They, uh, the I don't even know what to call it because I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It was. It was hectic. It was deep. It was so deep. Um, he told me to go to the police station. I went to the police station. They gave me a J88 and, um, I escorted the cops to his place where the crime was committed and I went to the hospital. So he was at the police station by the time I got back from the hospital and we were in separate rooms for a moment, for like a few minutes and the constable was talking to me and, but as soon as I walked in and I sat down in that other room, they said to me, Oh, yeah, actor. I'm like, Well, yeah, I do. And she's like, Okay, so actor will be that time she's eating papaka chicken and she's having a great time chewing on bones. And I'm like, Okay, maybe because I'm not bleeding from my face or anything, let me just, you know, talk to her and stuff. So what has since happened with your case? Nothing. Nothing at all. Have you followed it up? I have, but you know, it's been three weeks. How long am I going to follow it up? When I told them his friends are hanging out at my gate, I've had to move out of my place because I don't feel safe. The police did not protect me at all because I laid a charge on Wednesday. He wasn't arrested. Instead, they called my mom because both my parents are police. So when the guy started sending me uh, threatening messages and stuff like that. I call my mom. I'm like, Mama, Brian, you need to do something. Cause now I feel like I, I was in hiding. <laughs> I had to go stay at my friend's place cause I didn't feel safe. So when my mom asked, Guti, so why isn't he arrested? And then the constable said, because he says he is in Rodeport and Solo has to come and identify her stuff on Monday. Okay, fine. I guess that's how it works. But the charge was laid on Wednesday and nobody said anything. Nobody went to go fetch him and put him in jail or anything like that. Monday, I go to the police station. I get there. We wait for this guy for an hour waiting for him. The constable gets his number from his phone, calls him and says, Dagibra, where are you? We're waiting for you. And I was just like, how come? And so, Captain, what can one do in that situation where where you 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 feel helpless? This is a very painful story to listen. <coughs> uh, she just mentioned that both her parents are, are police. Yes, they should be acting like police. If I'm a police and my child come come across that experience. Mm-hmm. I would rather take a leave and make sure that my daughter is getting help. 
That did uh, happen though. All right. Mm. That did happen. Mm. Nevertheless, okay. The, the the thing is here for me is uh, the police when she went to report the case took her to a private room where they were eating. Maybe it's a kitchen. Mm. Not it's not a private room. Because if it was a private room, there should be no eating. It wasn't a kitchen. Mm. They, they just were kitchen. giving they made it a kitchen. You can't you can't help someone professionally while you are eating. Uh, you throw him uh, with papa or mm. chewing the bones. Mm. Like that person doesn't have money to buy the kind of food that you, uh, you have. All right. That, firstly, the police failed him. Failed her. Mm. They supposed... I, I spoke to you firstly uh, 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 that uh, we at the, at the police there's uh, a CAC, mm. client service center, and there's crime office. When she reported the matter... They should immediately refer the matter to the crime office. These offices, but they must be next to each other. The charge office is here, the help desk, and the other side it should be crime office. There are police that are waiting to go and attend the matter with an immediate effect. They should have done that with an immediate effect. In how they are using this black uh, 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 Nissan 4x4. Mm. Those are the, the vehicles that they should take <laughs> you with and go and arrest him. Mm. If it's a, if a minor case, because there are some cases that are, are, are leveled as minor by the, by the justice themselves, mm. like assault, common, whatever, there are some cases that they said you cannot lock someone in because that person will sue the state and make money. But there is a procedure to do to to follow if somebody report a case of uh, of assault common because maybe the police didn't see any physical injuries or whatever they still they should still charge him give him a warning to appear in court the following day or whatever date that they're going to give him and i want to say to the uh, this to the listeners if ever there are people that are listening now and to Tsulo, if you go to the police station and they give you j88 the j88 is a form that you must take to the doctor to be completed that what kind of injuries you inflicted. Mm-hmm. If ever they gave you J8, they go to the doctor, say, no, I am here to open a case. The J88, I will go with it with the case number after I open the case. That's your right. Mm. But the community are not aware of that. Mm. They don't have to give you J8 and go and come back. Because you might not come back. What if ever you get the J8, yeah. you go, this man is outside, he kill you. That J8 is not going to you, it's not going to work. Open the case. There's a case number. If ever it's an assault, it's a case of assault, you open, you go. This man come across the road with you, he, he assault you again. That is another case again on top of that one. Maybe he kill you. Then it's a murder on top of the assault. Mm. So you have to you have to record the case. You have the to case, have the case when, number. When you go to the police and you're going to report the case, mm. you must be given a case number. Mm. You must if the computers are not working, they will give you something that is called an OB number. It's a it's a manual number. When the computers are on now working, then they will definitely register it, and you will get the SMS on your cell phone. That and that's your reference number. If ever if you want to report police number, what what, or that they didn't do the right thing, you need to have that case number because that is your reference number. Yes. So, Lou, what have you learned from this experience? Wow, I think I have learned. Firstly, I can't let my happiness depend on anybody. It's wrong. It's, yo, it it shouldn't happen. So mostly I have learned to love myself more than anything, unconditionally, wholeheartedly. I need to make my own heart smile. That's first things first. And secondly, I learned that this actually happens to a lot of young people as young as 16 17 being beaten by your boyfriend and the way these guys was tembanga corner they tell you go get the police go get the cops because they know uguti nothing is gonna happen mm-hmm. they know it you know because i've i have friends i have family members that have gone through the same thing have gone through the same procedure and nothing has happened do you think so do you think that you have learned to see the warning signs? Yes, most definitely. And I am dedicating myself to helping others. What are the warning signs themselves. for you? Number one, if a person doesn't allow you to be who you are, then 
it's not worth it. A person should make you as happy as you make yourself. As soon as Ufilangati, you're not as happy with him as you were when you were by yourself, leave. Leave because it's only gonna get worse. And one, he won't slap you once and stop. He will slap you many times. That one next time will be a punch. Next thing you're on the floor. Next thing you're in hospital and you're paralyzed or dead. These days they kill you. So you need to make sure that you're out of there as soon as he starts isolating you as soon as he starts telling you that he doesn't like your friends because he's seen them at parties wherever when he starts telling you i'm doing this because i like because i love you or i care or i adore you girl you need to be out of there quick fast so have you got a case number now i have a case number i've gone through the whole situation are you gonna follow it up how i ask myself now guti where to from here? Because I've gone as far as the station commander. You know what I'm saying? And all I hear is, okay, I'm like, okay, fine. If you're not going to arrest him, can I at least get my stuff? they like, no, he says he has receipts. I'm like, where are the receipts? I bought those things that he has. He has my car keys. I have to change my ignition now and get new car keys. I'm spending money on top of the money that I have already lost. So... How do I follow it up? Where do I start? Who do I talk What's to? What's your hope? What do you hope would happen? What I, would make you happy? I think what would make me happy is really not women finding themselves in that situation because I'm wearing the scars right now. They run deeper than you can ever, ever imagine. So I think that it's important for us to be happy, ladies. Be happy with yourself first. Like, make sure you love yourself unconditionally, wholeheartedly. That patience and that passion that you have for him, have for yourself first. Then you will know how you need to be loved because you have loved yourself that much. So you expect nothing less. Mm, thanks, baby. So, Captain T.S., before we say goodbye, what are your final words to anyone? Any woman, any child, any man listening today, how can they keep themselves safe this festive season? For me, I would say <clears throat> to any person that is listening now, don't allow abuse on you in your life. Get rid of that abuse life. Report the case immediately when you have been abused. Follow up your case if you are not helped, there are some channels to follow up. I'm so surprised that she said she even went to the station commander. And if ever, if I, if ever I, I, I may know which station is that, maybe I can also give a help to uh, a tip refer as to, her to someone refer else. To, yeah, uh, mm. I know. I know most of the the the. the, the I, in fact, I know all the the Houghton stations. Mm. Yeah, but definitely you need to report the matter to the highest level until you get solution. <laughs> get protection order when things like this are happening, it will stop. Mm. And with that protection order, it will also order that get your property with an immediate effect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Captain. Thank you for coming and chatting with us. Thank you very much, Tulu, for coming and chatting with us. Now I'm pulling a jade. It's one o'clock. It's almost one minute past one. And as I look out the window, I've got doctors telling me to finish up. The doctors are here. They're coming up next. It's a health hour. Thank you, Duncan. Join us again next week. I'm Pumema Shekho, and you can catch me on at Pumema Shekho 1 on Twitter, or you can catch us on all the cliffcentral.com accounts. Please tune in again next week on Womanda.